welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how dare you play a randomized Nuzlocke? How dare uh, hey, you? Okay, so you're going to start <laughs> off like that. The, the audience aren't going to know where we stand on this. You're just going to rile them up from the very beginning. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but seriously, though, how, are, you, are you well? <laughs> you had a good week? I am well. Obviously, uh, our audience might know what we're talking about. If not, we will cover that briefly. But I, I was a little bit worried this week on the idea that no matter how big I get, I might never ever get to work with Nintendo directly yes. because I have done randomized Nuzlocke's in the past. Yeah, it, it's strange actually because I I have heard of other YouTubers that have in the past partnered with Nintendo and the amount of rules and limitations that are placed on them. I mean, this was several years ago. I'm I'm talking about five or six years ago. And YouTube as a platform has changed a lot since then. So I don't know if that is still the case. But I know that at one point, they were they were really difficult to work with. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, content creators for a long time had difficulties with Nintendo taking down their videos and stuff like that. So before we go any further into that, though, Ben, what is our topic for today? So we are discussing uh, probably the 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 controversy and everything that surrounds it, for it. Um, over the past week about the miscommunication slash misunderstanding of the Pokemon Company company's take on Nuzlocke's. I think that that pretty yeah pretty roundabout way. Up. So last week, as of time of recording, last week. There was a podcast that went out, uh, a podcast called Kit and Krista, who are two ex-Nintendo employees who used to do, I believe, used to do a podcast for Nintendo right. and have since separated from the company, gone out on their own and now do their own podcast. Now, it's hilarious to see that 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 video on YouTube. Now, obviously, we know that YouTube is not the only way people view podcasts or listen to podcasts. But for context, that video on YouTube has 13,000 ish views. A couple of days later, Patters, great content creator worth checking out, mm -hmm. put out a tweet uh, referencing a moment in that uh, in that podcast where the two hosts spoke about the time when they brought the idea of doing a Nuzlocke to Nintendo and they got told, no, they thought they were going to get fired for it and were told basically that Nuzlocke's to them were considered on the same level as ROM hacking. Mm. So. That was the tweet put out by Patters. He has sort of clipped a little bit um, of the video, said the Pokemon company thinks Nuzlocke runs are on the same level as ROM hacks, according to former Nintendo employees. That video is currently sat at 2.2 million views. Wow, what a blow up. Wow, so wow, wow. Suddenly, the, the, <laughs> this is how far it has gone. Yes. Because um, I've never heard of Kit and Krista before. Nope. I'd, nope. Maybe that's me. Um, if you are diehard fans, fair play to you. But, I mean, when this tweet went out, uh, Nuzlocke was a trending term on Twitter. <laughs> when does that ever happen? When does that ever happen? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay. And, of course, the, po sorry, the Pokemon community... Mm. 
kind of decided, whoa, look, a thing we can be angry about. Let's all <laughs> rage and get really, really wound up. Now, yes. I'll finish the timeline of things that kind of went on before we mm -hmm. go into discussion about it. Uh, the next thing to happen was Cerebi Joe, the runner of Cerebi.net, a very good resource for Pokemon information, released a sort of, I've had contact with the Pokemon company. They've basically said, look, it was miscommunication. That's, yeah. that's not their stance. They don't have an issue in those locks. And people went after him. Not everybody, but it got to the point where like people were sending him death threats for saying that these two people on the podcast were lying and he's a shill for Pokemon and he's a scumbag and all this kind of stuff. Like that man does more work for Pokemon than anyone else. Like yeah, yeah. even arguably more than the Pokemon company. Anyway, so there was that. And then the following day, Eurogamer released an official statement from the mm -hmm. Pokemon company, basically saying the exact same thing. Look, this was miscommunications. We have no issue with Nuzlocke's crack on. And that's where we wow. stand today. Okay. That. <laughs> now, there's lots of thoughts. Yes. Lots of things have gone into this. There's lots of things I can like pick up on and take mm. this subject towards. But I just want to say, first and foremost, if you are someone who goes online and sends people death threats, you're a scumbag. Yeah, you are. It, it, you are the... literally the worst kind of person. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I don't, I, for me, it's like, you know, when you see two dogs across the street on the lead and they are barking at one another. That's mm -hmm. what, that's the image I have in my mind when these people are sending death threats because they're on the lead and they're like, yeah, you can't get to me. I'm safe over here and I can say whatever I want. Put them in the same room. I can guarantee you they would back down. They would cower. And the fact that you, that there is, whether or not you believe the Pokemon company is, is right on their stance in terms of Nuzlocke's and randomizers before the clarification came out, that does not deserve a, a death threat for somebody who is literally just trying to step in and go, well, hold on a second. I'm trying to just clarify this situation based on the contacts that I have, because let's be honest with you, he, he runs Cerebi.net, one of the best Pokemon resources available. Of course he he's going contacts. to have- contacts. Of course he's going to have some kind of contact. And I know there is an issue. You shouldn't believe everything that you, that you read on the internet. I completely agree with that. But when somebody who has put their heart and soul into Pokemon, not, not because at the start I'd imagine he got paid for it, but because he just loved- Pokemon in the community to see him just get slandered and threatened by that same same community that he's worked for it's absolutely disgusting like there are pictures of Joe updating Cerebi.net at his stag do oh wow that's how much this guy like puts into his work and tries to make the best possible resource for the community and yeah. to see the community go after him the way they did it sickened me it really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, especially, Agreed. as you say, it was effectively shooting the messenger. Yeah. It's just, just, just why, just why. I, I like to think the people that we, we know listen to this podcast aren't those type of people. I hope you're not. Please don't be those people. Just don't. Just don't. Right. So, with that out of the way. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, it will say it's, it feels like the, po uh, the Pokemon community has been waiting for something to get angry about. We, yeah. We've said on a couple of podcasts previously, like, oh, maybe they're holding back all the information because there's something that the community will get riled up about and they don't want to yeah. announce it yet. 
Yeah. I mean, we all know what happened when they released Sword and Shield, the whole tree thing, and everybody yes. just, oh, Dexit was a whole thing. Yeah, just went after them. The vitriol within this community is, it's disgusting sometimes, and it makes me ashamed to be a part of it. But that aside, let's discuss our thoughts on our Nuzlocke's bad, our ROM hacks bad, is randomizing bad. Okay, there's, okay. <laughs> let's start let's start with the one that is the least controversial and the easiest to discuss nuzlocks right that's mm-hmm. the easiest one to discuss okay so uh, just to set the scene I, I i'd imagine most people that follow us on our individual youtube channels or or um any of our social media channels will we'll know what a nuzlocke is but basically for those of you that don't um it's a self-imposed set of rules where you uh play through the game as normal with two main main changes. One is that if a Pokemon faints, then it can't be used anymore, and typically it's considered dead. Uh, and the the second uh, second main rule is that you can only attempt to catch the first Pokemon you encounter on each route. There are other rules depending on you know how you want to tailor it to your play experience with that, but that's basically it. Um, mm-hmm. Nuzlocks in general require no changes to the game. No changes to the data, no hacking, no randomizer. You could literally go pick up a copy of Sword and Shield and go, I'm going to do a Nuzlocke run because it, it's you're just using the base game for They're it. self-imposed rules. Yes. So, and, you know, the Pokemon isn't technically... It's technically dead, but it's not actually dead. You could still use that Pokemon if you wanted. I mean, it would be against the spirit of a Nuzlocke, but you, you're just using the, ga- the base game as it, as it comes. As far as I'm concerned, like... Nobody should have an issue with that because you can choose to play that game however you want. A Nuzlocke, for me, doing Nuzlocks, I enjoy them. Uh, and I'm not talking about the randomized versions. I have done normal Nuzlocks. When Pokemon Sword came out, I did a Nuzlocke, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what, what about you? Where's your stance on Nuzlocks? So my personal stance is they're a great format. It's brought me back to the game in a strong way. It was mm-hmm. one of the first things I started watching when I was watching pokemon content on youtube and stuff like that i think it's brought a lot of people back to the game and especially as a content creator i know full well that that's kind of nobody wants to see a normal playthrough anymore they want to see a nuzlocke agreed and honestly like i think you get better stories out of it um i think that that one pokemon that you never expected to be good but stuck with your team the entire way through and then pulled off that really amazing clutch victory suddenly becomes one of your favorites you know, those kind of stories you don't get in a normal playthrough. Yeah. A Nuzlocke is a fantastic way of playing a game. It's not for everybody, and I understand yeah. that. It wasn't for me for a long time. I tried them before one of my favorites would die, and I'd be like, oh, that's it, I don't want to play it anymore. But that's me. Mm. I can, however, I'm not siding with anyone here, but to kind of play devil's advocate to the idea of why they were maybe told, no, we don't want a Nuzlocke. Uh, to be played was because again they were working for nintendo they were suggesting to upload a nuzlocke to a an official nintendo channel mm. now it has been said and i don't have the interview available because i'm a terrible person and uh, a terrible guest on this podcast but it was said a long long time ago you know um i can't even remember who the who the interview was with now but was one of the heads of game freak at the time so it turned around and said we we specifically put fainting in the game we specifically made it so that Pokemon faint because we don't think death is something we should be including in our children's game. We yeah. uh, The West is 
a little bit too desensitized to that kind of thing. And that's why they prefer those kind of games. But we as a company do not want our Pokemon to die or be considered dead. Mm. So it would make sense that they turn around and go, oh, you want to play a Nuzlocke where Pokemon die? No. Flat out, no. We don't want to be associated with that kind of thing. And they're, they're well within their right to do that. They're well within their yeah. right to be, yeah. that doesn't match our, our marketing. That doesn't match our values. We don't want to do it. And so if you could turn around and say, oh, well, you could, it doesn't have to be dead. You could just be like, oh, if it faints, I can't use it anymore. But that's not how people see it. No. Nuzlocks are notorious and well known for being, if a Pokemon faints, it dies. Those two things are inseparable. So again, from a pure marketing standpoint, I can see why they'd be like, I don't want to be associated with this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question then comes in, is it as bad as ROM hacking? No, obviously not. No, no. Because like we've explained, Nuzlocke's just use the base game. There is, there is no changing what they put out there. Randomizing ROMs, on the other hand, there's, there's two things that we need to look at here. Because, because there is the randomization, randomization of ROMs and just ROMs in general or, and randomize, randomizing games that you own. So, for example, with uh, the 3DS games, you can randomize, you can buy the games and then randomize them. Technically, mm -hmm. you've not done anything to, technically, you still bought the game, which is ultimately, I think, part of the reason why the Pokemon company takes such a hard stance, because typically you don't buy the games, you you download them from sites. Description mm -hmm. down below. No, I'm joking. Do. <laughs> they do, they do, unfortunately. Um, so I can understand the Pokemon company's stance on kind of just grouping randomizers and roms together because for 99 percent of people they're the same you download a rom and then you randomize it so i can understand why they've not even bothered going down that route of trying to go okay well a nuzlocke's fine um a randomizer is fine as long as you own the the game cartridge but if you download it then that's not that, i can understand yeah. why they would not go down this this route and try to communicate that and i think that's just to go back to the original question i think that's why everything's gotten a little bit muddied in the response because they didn't really think it probably warranted a response because most mm -hmm. people would be able to go oh what they're basically saying is as long as it's not a, a, a rom that i've downloaded then that's fine but in terms Sorry. of go on i was right. gonna say so from from <laughs> a legal standpoint yes there is Let's nothing wrong with it. there is nothing wrong there is nothing illegal about emulation no you can, as you say, buy a game, mm -hmm. dump the files onto your PC, mm. create a ROM, play it. Yep. You can play it on your computer. Yep. You can load it onto a cartridge and play it on your DS. You can put it onto whatever, you know, Steam Deck or whatever else, whatever else you've got. That is perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. Nintendo don't want you to think it is. <laughs> no company would it, it, want you to think it is because that opens up a huge can of worms. Because from a from a purchaser point of view, if they have to go through all that legwork to make this game randomized and they can throw it onto their computer and they can play it, then you're one step closer to just going, I'll just download it instead. I won't go out and buy it. I'll download it. I think that is the issue. Am I yes. right in saying that? Yes, it is. It is easier to yes. download a ROM than it is yeah. to create your own. Yeah, but there is perfectly legal ways to make ROMs. 
which mm. is why you can't you won't see anyone on YouTube be taken down for playing randomized hacks. Yeah. Because you couldn't confirm either way whether it's a downloaded one or yeah. a bought one that they've yep. uploaded. Now, I stand part hmm. How do I say this without getting myself yeah. in trouble? <laughs> my, my, stance on, my stance on piracy is a little bit wonky. Mm. So, for instance, right? Uh, Ruby Sapphire. Yes. Ruby Sapphire Emerald. You cannot buy those games anymore. I don't even think they're on the yeah. DS store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, you can't buy them unless you are willing Brand to new. pay. Yes. Unless you are willing to pay an extortionate amount, because that is what it is, an extortionate amount. Oh, I don't even mind about that. No, I don't even mind about that. But the thing is, you can pay an extortion amount for it, but you're buying that second hand. You are, you yes. Can't, you yes. cannot yeah, buy true, a brand true. new. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot buy a brand no, new you game can't. anymore. You're right there. Yeah. Which means no matter how I get hold of this game, mm. Nintendo and Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are not getting any of my money. That's a good point. Yeah. The developers are not getting any of the money I put towards this game if I buy it now. Yeah. So on that stance. <laughs> yeah. I know, is, I know we're going with this, yeah. Is 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 piracy really that bad at that point? Now, yes, it's still technically illegal, mm. but my argument for piracy will always be if it's easier to get it legally yeah. than it is to get it illegally, you should definitely get it legally. Yes. So right? uh, on that on. point, because I I used to uh, I I used to be a pirate, so to speak. I used to I I rarely used to buy video games. I was at a point in my life where I didn't have a load of money. However, eventually I I grew up. I got a job, and then I discovered the miracle that was Steam to find out just how many games I can literally download in about three clicks and. It made it re it was actually easier just to find the game on Steam. Go, that's the game I want. I'll add it to my basket or wish list. And then when it's on sale or if it's a right amount for me, I'll go, I'll I'll just download that. Because it was easier to do that than to go to a torrent website, download something, potentially get it wrong. Then you have to go through the whole who are of, okay, you've downloaded it. Okay, well, before you can install it, now you need to turn off your Wi-Fi and then you need to install it. Oh, but then you need to go and download a key gen and then you need to figure figure out how to get that working with the game. It was an absolute minefield. So in the end, I went, you know what? Sorry, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to buy the game. And it's the same with the Netflix model. I it, was the it. it was the same with the Netflix model. Yeah. And it's one of the things I will bring up. Yeah. Easter day. Well, yeah, you take you you talk us through that then. Yeah? So, for instance, right back when Netflix first came out, and I'm not talking mm. about when they were doing DVDs. I'm talking about yes. when they were doing streaming and stuff like that. Yes, they had everything. So piracy, yeah, yeah. piracy became an an a null point. You didn't need yeah. to do it anymore. No, because you had access to basically most things you'd want for six ninety nine a month. For a six ninety nine a month, happy a days. Yes. However. Everybody started going, hang on, they're making a butt ton of money over there with my yep. properties. I want yep. some of that money. Yes. And now we've got 50 different streaming services. Yes. So the model that was designed to take away from like the TV industry and the packages and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has basically just become packages again. Yeah, again. Yes. Yeah. We've gone in a we've gone in a full circle. And then is it any wonder why? It why people piracy's... go back to pirating people because it's a case to... of yes. i already pay for netflix i already pay for disney plus i already pay for amazon yeah. prime oh that one thing i want to watch is on yes. paramount i'm yeah. not no. paying another no. subscription fee yeah. to go watch a paramount 
just have everything together and everybody will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, you're, you're, you're almost asking for it. And I hate to say that, but I think, I think that's the case. I think the, the issue comes from if, I think we've discussed this before. If Nintendo actually cared about creating a really good eShop that wasn't full of just shovelware crap and Mm -hmm. actually had the Pokemon games on there and you could download them, they would be, like, it would solve so many issues. Like, randomizers aside, you wouldn't need to emulate because guess what? Mm -hmm. For four ninety nine, ten ninety nine, whatever, whatever they are, I think I think the Gen One and Gen Two games that came out the 3DS were about fifteen pound over here, sixteen pound, yep. something like that. Like, I'll pay for, it. Yeah, yeah, for a twenty year old game. Don't get me wrong; I'd rather it be a little bit less. But for the sake of convenience, like, let's be honest with you, I don't mind playing the the original Gen One and Gen Two games. I don't want to sit at my computer and play them. I want I want to play them on handheld when I'm just relaxing in front of the TV, um, in bed, whatever it might be. Make it easy for us to to get a hold of these games legally because the, the company has the code. They've they've proved that they've definitely got the code for the first two gens because they've been released um, on on the 3DS. I don't know about the state of the other the other ones, but I'd like to think they would more than likely have backups and if you know random joe over here can figure out how to create a you know a a rom that'll play on a pc relatively easily i'm pretty sure nintendo of how much money they have at their disposal and the pokemon company can figure out how to get them working on the switch they don't even need to i i don't know if you knew this but nintendo have released uh like ports before that were effectively emulators they downloaded from online. Oh, I've heard about this. Yes, I forgot yeah, about it. Yeah. They have done this before. So <laughs> they're not above it themselves. No. And it's what winds me up a little bit about this company who's like, that's not in our ethos. We don't do that kind of thing. Quick, we need it. We need it. We need to emulate uh, Legend of Zelda on the Switch. Uh, somebody's already done it. Great. We'll bring that in. Yeah. Except for me, it wasn't Legend of Zelda one because, you know, the emulators you could actually get were better than the ones that Nintendo brought up on their own but that's neither here nor there either way emulation is not illegal Mm. there's nothing wrong with it nobody can stop you doing it there are benefits to it because you just said i wouldn't want to play the game at my pc and i understand that there are perfectly good reasons to be like no i want to take it on the go and things like that but if that was the case i would still rather play it on say a steam deck than i would the nintendo switch Mm. and the reason is because the emulators that you can get on the recognize that you're playing on much more powerful hardware and will allow you to update the graphics playing mm-hmm. sun and moon in 4k is amazing oh yeah i love getting rid of the pixelization on it i mm-hmm. think it's great playing pokemon fire red with speed up yeah. is the best way to play that game yep it just makes it a much more digestible experience for me mm-hmm. and the, those two benefits alone are the reason i like roms is that bad I don't think so. I, I, as I say, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. No. So for me and my channel, when I have um, played randomized ROMs, there's there's more added benefits. The fact that, you know, you can just go into um, uh, like PK, PK Hex and you can update the Pokemon. You can change the Pokemon. Well, here you go. You're, you're going on to randomizers and yeah, hacking yeah. now. Should we do which that? Which is a different subject. Yeah. yeah. 
let's move on to it then because i'm i'm not a, i'm not above um hacking and updating mons when i've done my challenge videos you know um sometimes i will just hack in i'll go right let's look at this pokemon let's just see what its evs are and what i need to update and and and, and things like that and ultimately what i'm doing in those roms for my content in no way impacts other people yeah because you're not playing online nope. you're not taking these to tournaments or anything nope. else you're not now you could technically mm. transfer these pokemon across onto legitimate save files but let's not forget there's already ways to hack pokemon yeah. into the games like to there are easy ways this is, yeah yeah to pretend that this is the the solution everybody's been looking for is just fooling yourself yeah so i i'm not above doing that to be quite honest with you. don't get wrong i think there's a clear distinction between doing it for your own enjoyment mm -hmm. and doing it to get ahead of the competition i think there's a clear split where one of them is okay because it's not hurting other people uh or not impacting on them and then there's the other side where okay i i don't agree with people hacking in a team transferring it over hey presto i've now got my perfect team for sword and shield and i don't need to hatch eggs i don't need to you know uh, farm all the mints and, and things like that that i don't I, I don't agree with but i understand people's reasoning because time's limited like you know you only have so much free time outside of work or education and do you really want to spend a full month trying to catch the perfect team and grind them up and get the get the tms get the trs and and you know get the perfect natures and and whatnot and i think that's one of the reasons why nintendo uh, sorry the pokemon company and game freak with their games more and more are making it easier and more accessible to build a team for tournaments because mm -hmm. I think they just kind of want to. Okay, right. We've got this. We've got this issue with people that are, you know, um, like just building their perfect team, perfect teams, putting them over, and then they've done it in a way where our system can't pick up that it's been genned in. And okay, so what's the way around that? Well, let's just see if we can make it easier for people, and maybe then it, it, you know, people will go. Okay, well, I know that if I do it on Sword and Shield this way, yes, it'll take a little bit longer and it'll but it's less time than it would take if i was trying to do it on the 3ds consoles for example oh, it, there's there's a good set of videos out at the moment about oh like, i know the how the gen, the gen yes. 5 creating yes. a competitive in gen 5 is like a full-time job yes it was ridiculous that what he he because I, I i don't i've only ever seen that i think one video that he's done mm -hmm. and i think he's a twitch streamer or something like that and he, he basically took one of the tournament winning teams and said, I'm going to build this and I'm going to time how long it takes. And he was going for days. It was a week. It yeah. was a week all in all. Like, like eight to 10 hours a day for a week. Like, is, is it any wonder why people decide, okay, right, I'm going to just gen in this, this team and yeah. I'm, I'm going to run with it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's right. But back but in the day, it was kind of accepted. Nowadays, as you say, they've made it easier, and that's and that's the argument we made before. If it's easier to do it legitimately, yep. or it's easy enough to do it legitimately, you'll do it. Then there's no problem. Yeah. Now, randomizers. Mm. I love a randomizer. Oh yes, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the funnest things that has been implemented into a Pokemon uh, playthrough style yep. of like game ever. I, so, I I I think it brings a whole new facet to these old games, which I played to death at this point. So funnily enough, that randomizers are the reason that I got back into Pokemon because I was, I remember just 
I, I was just YouTube. I was just watching YouTube at that time. And it was one of the verses between uh, Original 151 and Dobbs Gaming. One of the most hilarious. I, I watch their content together any day because the chemistry is off the wall. And I just remember watching it and going, wait, what? He's got that as a starter? How, how is this a thing? And then went down this rabbit hole of, oh, it's a randomizer. This is how you do it. And then that's when I was like, okay, right. I'm going to give this a try on YouTube. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a randomizer and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it. Uh, so I think we're both on the same wavelength that randomizers to some degree have brought new life back into I Pokemon. So. Yeah. And brought people back to this franchise. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think especially Nintendo is one of these companies who I've said before, like, you know, they went after creators very early on of like, we don't want you showing any Nintendo content on your channels. It's mm. it's our content. You can't have it. And then we found out very quickly that like, that's not a good or healthy way to view things because yep. the the argument for content creators showing gameplay mm -hmm. brings people to the actual games yeah is a muddy one because mm -hmm. arguably there are some games which are more story focused or more mechanically based and interesting yeah that you can get the full experience by just watching agreed and some people will just watch it go right i got everything i needed out of that i don't need to buy the game now Pokemon's not one of those. No, it's not. No, definitely Especially not. when it's in a randomized format. Yeah. So I can understand why, again, people have decided, you know what, I want to play these games. I don't want to play them randomized. However, as we said before, what they do is unfortunately download ROMs. Yes. Which, again, not good, but Nintendo were never getting the money for Pokemon, uh, for Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. They were never mm. getting the money for that anyway, even if they bought them secondhand yes. and did it themselves. It, so why the question i get to is why are you still fighting this why yeah. aren't you making it possible for people to do this legitimately yes there is clearly the interest out there there is clearly a market for it mm -hmm. cater to it yes agreed and then they're not above trying to create a a different experience when playing a game so um was it black and white too that featured a hard mode once you complete mm -hmm, the game mm -hmm. and then uh, you challenge could... mode once you that beat the was game. it that was it so i currently on twitch i'm playing radical red and it's it's basically fire red with a load of quality of life improvements including um a built-in randomizer it's got um dynamax um uh, pokemon it's got megas it's 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 basically got everything up until gen 8 ported into fire red it's an absolutely great game and what it does is at the start of the game uh let's just as soon as you've nicknamed your character and you're in your room it asks you about 10 to 15 questions so you can tailor your experience to how you want to play it you can make it simpler you can make it more difficult you can make it fully randomized you can only randomize the pokemon you can only randomize the abilities or the alien sets you, you can tailor it to how you want to do it mm -hmm. and why the pokemon company can't do this I don't understand because guess what? Me playing Radical Red, I cannot port those Pokemon into an official game. I just flat out can't. So why doesn't Nintendo do the same? So the Pokemon company do the same thing where, okay, so you've completed this game in, in you know, the way we wanted you to play it. So now you can reset your save data and you can play a randomizer and you can tailor that experience to how you want it. You can have it so the Pokemon are randomized, the abilities, the the items, whatever you want to be. But 
on the assumption and the condition that that game gets locked out of Wi-Fi. There is no way to battle. There is no way to port those Pokemon over. And therefore, you are no longer impacting on other, other people. That would be my stance on it. I, think, I don't, I think I don't know if you agree. I think that's a decent solution. I think arguably, I'd love to see it like you're only able to Wi-Fi... Uh, you're only Wi-Fi compatible with other people playing. Yeah, yeah. Like rules or this different style of game, mm. um, but that would probably be harder to implement. So I, I, I take it. Yeah, yeah. Now, so that's 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 randomization. Mm. The idea is that Nintendo should adopt it rather than fight it. Yeah, yeah. Now we go on to ROM hacking, and ROM hacking's such a weird term to me because in every other gaming community. It's called modding. You're, right, you're absolutely right there. And you know what? Now that you've phrased it as modding, like my stance It doesn't feel changed. so bad. No, it doesn't. Because let's look at, um, so Skyrim. That has, like, why is that game still going after how many years? Why has it had so many ports? Because it has Because it's such... got a really healthy modding community yeah. who will constantly update it and, make yeah. and allow people to play it the way they yeah. want to play it. Yeah, to the point where... Mods aren't typically a thing on consoles because they're, they're not really designed for it. You can't drill down into a lot of the, the code, and that, that's by way of design. But I'm pretty sure the Sky, Skyrim on one of the Xbox consoles, they bought modding to it. I am 99% sure on this. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments on YouTube. I'm sure that they made it so that they actually bought modding to a console game which I, I think outside of that i've never really heard of it but modding is a great thing right it's i i think so it allows you to adjust your adjust the game to your playstyle. it allows Here you, you go, to breathe just to, just, just to bring you back on that point the special edition landed on console and pc and finally brought mods to there both ps4 and xbox one there we go right okay and it extends the life of the console uh, uh sorry the the game and for me, it was the difference between, oh, Skyrim's out, okay, right, whatever. I'm not that fussed about it. It's not really my game. Until I saw videos where they changed the dragons for My Little Pony unicorns. And then suddenly, I, I, I'm not a brony <laughs> or anything, but at that point, I was like, if I can mod the dragons to be whatever I want, okay, maybe there's some life in this game for, for me, and maybe I will enjoy it. And, <laughs> go on. Modding, I don't, I, like, I, I don't see a bad point with modding so long as, as I've, as I've said, it affects the single-player experience and doesn't impact on people trying to play the multiplayer experience how the company envisioned it to be played. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with mods, and I think this probably left a really bad taste in Nintendo's mouth, uh, the Pokemon company's mouth, and will never, ever accept it, at least not for a very long time uh was pokemon what, what was the one where they were all nuclear oh pokemon um, uh, uranium um, uranium yes pokemon uranium what happened now, there then what's the story they sold it oh <laughs> and there okay. it is and right. that's the difference okay yes is they sold it they made money off the pokemon franchise that's no yeah, matter no, how no you look no. at it, it's <laughs> a big freaking no-no. <laughs> yes. Do, do not do that. Because for those of you who don't know, they're, they're, so 
the Pokemon company, uh, Game Freak and whatever else is involved, they won't just own the code for the game. They will own, you know, the Pokemon logo. They will own the Pokemon designs, the move names, I'd imagine, to maybe a little less extent there, but they, they, they'll own, like, the animations and stuff like that. If you yeah. go using them and you're not profiting from them, they're probably not going to devote too much time to shutting you down as long as you don't go too big with it. But mm -hmm. the moment you are profiting off their material, their copyright, their, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Their of property. Property. That is when they're going to come down on you. And in my opinion, rightly so. Because yeah, they, realistically. Yes, realistic. Depending on what you use it for. Um, but realistically, yes, they're going to come down on you. So do you... So the the uranium sale—I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. The uranium sale, <laughs> right? So who did they sell it to? Do you know? I think it was just available for download at a price. Oh, right. Okay. So that, um, yeah, that game involves fan-made Pokemon, right? As well as normal Pokemon, right? Okay. So that's that's where that line's been crossed. If yeah, this was it, a, it, it, it was called Pokemon Uranium. Yeah. It involved normal Pokemon. As well as redesigned Pokemon. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, because, it used a lot of their sprites and stuff yeah. like that. There's, yeah. There was a big reason as to why that's not okay. Yes, because when you consider... So compare that with... Um, there are other monster-catching games out there. Believe it or not, Pokemon does not own the copyright on... Uh, I can I can make a game where I go out into the real world and I, and I catch... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to call them Iddy Monsters. And the Eddie Monsters, I, I catch by throwing a couple of berries at it, and they're very happy. They come along, they join me on an adventure, and, you know, they, they have five moves each. People are probably yeah. going to go, you're copying off Pokemon, and maybe rightly so, but everything in that is completely original. You only have to look at Temtem. Is Temtem, one of the, yeah, it's is exactly one of what the, I was thinking. One of the ones that is up and coming, and to be honest with you, looks really interesting. I do want to play that. It looks like there are some... Features in that that I think I wish Pokemon implemented this. Um, but you know, the Pokemon company does not own you know that kind of monster catching game. Mm -hmm. But what they do own is all the licenses and stuff like that, which is where Uranium, if Uranium had built a game from scratch that involved you know their version of Pokemon, it would have been fair game, and they could have sold it as well. But They've crossed a they've crossed a very clear line. I don't understand why would they would do that because surely you know they're gonna come after you. You'd think so, but people be people, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah. that's that's the way it is. Now, as far as other ROM hacks go, because you're saying yourself, you know, you play yeah. Radical Red. Yeah. I played yeah. a very good uh, ROM hack, uh, Pokemon Fused Dimensions. Mm. I really enjoy them. They bring again new life to the franchise there's something different yeah no i'm aware they're not official i never suggest that they're official mm -hmm. but i again i'm pretty sure game freak are aware of them yeah. and have played a lot of them because they implement bits of them yeah, into their yeah, games yeah yeah like we said i've said to you before the link cable mm. an item in legends arceus came straight from rom hacks yes because you weren't able to trade these pokemon across because yeah. you couldn't get online with them so they created an item so that you could evolve them. That's come straight out of ROM hacks. And they're going to sit there and go, these are bad. Nobody should ever play them. Quick, keep playing them. See what these guys are coming up with. Yeah. You know, I... it's like you're, you're stealing our intellectual property and all our ideas. We're, we're going to steal yours back, but still say that you're the bad guys. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that they're not. I'm 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 just saying pot kettle black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Sega that have opened it. They've opened completely it, opened yeah. it with Sonic. They've turned yeah. around and said, look, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um it was once because they've released what was effectively a fan game, mm. Sonic Mania was effectively was a fan-made game. Yes. Um, they have opened it up now and said, look, if you want to use the Sonic IP, you want to make your own fan game, crack on. Go ahead. You're probably going to make better games than we'll ever make because you're <laughs> yeah. more dedicated to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and we'd love to see what you come up with. Mm. Do not, under any circumstances, make any money from it. That's yes. not okay. And yep. that's the line they've drawn in the sand. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's the right way to go about it. They have earned so much respect and mm. so much like good favor from their audience, who yeah. up to that point are being like, Sega are garbage and the Sonic company are the worst thing ever, or yeah. Sonic team are the worst thing ever. You know? Whereas now, they don't need to play the standard games. They can go and no. play the fan-made games, and <laughs> they know that Sega will also be looking at these fan-made games and seeing which ones blow up and trying yeah. to implement it out. And we'll actually bring these creators on board and go on, hey, you made a really cool game. Do you want to see what you can do with some actual money and actual teams behind you? Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like, why not bring like these these people that are making these these games? I'd argue they're more passionate about the people at the actual Pokemon company because they're not getting paid to do it. They're just yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what? In my spare time, I've got this idea about how I want a Pokemon game to be, and therefore I'm going to go away and I'm going to, you know, build a a, a game not from scratch because I'm pretty sure they use a lot of the code that's already available. But that's not to take away from the amount of hard work and effort they put into this. I wouldn't have a clue where to where to start. So these things, the, the ROM hacks are happening anyway. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. Surely. Surely look at them and go, okay, we've got these, you know, dozens of ROM hacks going on. Uh, these are the, the similarities between them. These are the differences. Okay, what are we missing? Why are people making these ROM hacks? What is it that we are not delivering on for them? And don't get me wrong, there might be some that, that they go, you know what, they, they built that because they wanted a Megaspack. Megas they wanted Megas and, back, and yeah. we're not doing that. They wanted yeah. fusions, and we're not doing yes. that. Yes, and they might go, okay, right, that uh, cross the line at the sand. We're not doing that. On the other hand, it could be someone over here that's built. Okay, they, they've put all the Pokemon into um, uh, Pokemon Red. I think it was Red Seven Twenty One or something like that. So it was all the Pokemon up until Gen Seven in that game. Obviously, there's a, there's a niche there. There's people that want to want to play the original Pokemon games with their latest pokemon so oh i don't know what could we do okay we release let's go maybe we release a, an update to let's go where you know we can sell it as a completely new game or dlc if you're in the original and it allows you to bring in all the other pokemon and guess what we've already got the models because we've got pokemon home and pokemon sword and shield and you know we've got gen 9 coming out uh, I, I know i'm like oversimplifying the issue there but i think the point stands that people are making rom hacks because something isn't being catered to and yeah. Game Freak should look at it and go, okay, what is it? And is it something How do we, we can, capitalize yeah. on it? Yes. How do we make money out of this? Yes, because that's ultimately why the Pokemon company, Game Freak, and Nintendo exist. Like, yes, there'll be people there that love their work and love to be able to create, but ultimately there's a company there there to make as much money as they can. I mean, right. So let me throw this out there. 
Okay. You release Pokemon Red or Pokemon Fire Red, seeing as that's the most easiest one that gets ROM hacked. Okay. Yeah. You release that on Switch, mm -hmm. a Fire Red uh, ROM effectively, but a way to play it on Switch. Yeah. You release it for, as you say, about 15 quid. You also release alongside that a Pokemon dev kit, which allows you either to mod the game or to play mods of the game. Mm -hmm. And you sell that for however much you want. How many downloads do you think you've suddenly got? How long are people going to suddenly like keep playing these games? What's I, the longevity going to be all of a sudden? Because I, I'm not going to lie, I... Downloading the ROMs is a nightmare because A, you have to find a site and B, then mm -hmm. you have to download it, which takes up space on your computer. Then you have to randomize it and Gen 1s to 5, quite easy to randomize. 6 and 7 for, for a while were an absolute pain in the bum to randomize. So guess what? If I can just get it where I've already got it downloaded on the Switch, I can plug it in. I'll live stream, and guess what? I'm not. I'm no longer live streaming a ROM. I'm live streaming the game that I've got on my Switch with the dev kit. Yeah. They've made money. I'm not crossing any legal legal boundaries. Everyone's and I'm happy, supporting right? the company that yes. I want to support. Spot on. Because yeah. I do want to support the company. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, for anybody who's got this far, it's like, these guys just want to play these stupid games and don't want to play an official... I buy every single Pokemon game yeah, that comes out. Yeah, I do out. as well. I yeah. have done like, forever. The, every, sing every single ROM game that I have played... I have owned at you some own. point with the with, and I will say this with the exception of Black and White Two, because they go for a ridiculous amount of money, and I'm I'm like like Connor's already said, if I buy those games, that money doesn't go back into the Pokemon Company. But I will say that I behind me, you can't see it, but you can if you you know subscribe to me on YouTube. I have my Pokemon Yellow ROM sitting. No, not the ROM. <laughs> Said that wrong. I have the original cartridge back when I was a little boy sat behind me. As far as I'm concerned, I will download a Pokemon Yellow ROM. I, I own that. I own that. What is the difference between me playing it on my PC or playing it on an old Game Boy that I need batteries to run and I can't do anything with it for the most part other than play the base game. I... Well, here's the other argument, right? Yeah. So you go out and buy a quote-unquote new copy of Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. That game has, if it's official, it's already had its battery replaced. Yeah. So it's no longer the same game that was bought because it's had it's been upgraded in some way. Or it's a new cartridge with a ROM put onto yeah, it yeah yeah like yeah. you have no way of knowing as a consumer no, you yes you can sit there and go well the sticker isn't actually it's not an official copy but realistically you have no What's idea the if that game's yeah. been stripped and put on there or whatever else yeah. so there's it's so difficult to buy new games or buy uh old games new if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. no no it is and it's it's so over here in the in the uh, in the UK, we've got Game and we've got CX, and both of them allow you to buy secondhand games, used copies of games. Like I said, none of that money flows back into the original company, which is why for a while games were doing that annoying thing where you'd buy it on day one, there'd be a little leaflet inside that'd give you a code that allows mm -hmm. you to access loads of things. But if you bought it secondhand, you couldn't access some of the, the content, like shady practices like that. It's one of those annoying things where gaming companies will do anything and everything to stop people from... They'll, they'll do what... They, do. they make decisions that encourage people, the consumers, 
to go out of their way to find different ways to access or play it, rather than just going, okay, let's make it as simple as convenient as we can for people, knowing that there will always be people that will pirate. That's just how it is. But we can reduce that level of piracy by, you know, just being a good company, by being a company that thinks of the consumer first and makes decisions based on what we know the majority of, you know, law-abiding people will do. Yeah. Consumer consciousness. I think that is yeah. the key term here. I think that is really what people, who, uh, I think that's what companies should strive for is to put the consumer first. And yeah. especially a company like Nintendo that claims to be family friendly. Yes. It just, it does very consumer, counter consumer practices yeah. or anti consumer yeah. practices, is, I think is the phrase. Definitely. And I think, I think unfortunately, it's, it's part of the issue with console gaming. I think steam uh, has made large strides in terms of okay how do we reduce you know piracy and we make it as simple as possible for people to buy games and to then mod them and you know what those communities exist and it, it's strange because you know the pokemon company seems to be obsessed with just stopping this from happening whereas you know how many companies have their games on steam and you don't see all the mods being shut down there. There, they're almost celebrated and encouraged. It's not like you go into a shady area of the internet. If you literally go into Steam, there, there are um, like tabs on all the games that are, you know, forums. And then under the forums, you'll find all the mods that that people can install in into the game. And it's mm. like if if Steam is willing to do this, and the companies that invest. They're, you know, investing to Steam in terms of using it as a platform to get games out there. Surely, surely it's about time that consoles also embrace that and made it so that not only can you get the games on there, but you can start to tweak and adapt them to to what you, you know, what your play style is. And therefore, you're more likely to play it uh, for a longer period of time. You're more likely then to go, you know what, really enjoy this game. I'm going to get the DLC or the sequel or you're more likely to go to your friend. I played this game. I recommend you play it too. Yeah. Now, I will once again play devil's advocate mm -hmm. and say there are reasons why they don't do that. And the argument is that, you know, you could break your system. You could break your game. If, if somebody, you could download a mod that doesn't work and the game's broken. Yeah. And you, that's it. You've, you've ruined your game. So they've got to protect the customer from themselves. Yeah. It's the same kind of argument Apple uses um, for like why you're not allowed to sideload stuff mm -hmm. or you're not allowed to, by that I mean you're not allowed to install any apps that aren't on the App Store, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, we've heard this argument over and over and over again that you must protect the consumer from themselves. I think it's a dumb, dumb statement. And I think as long as you put, again, you, you put a dev kit up yeah. available to download and you sell it and you just put a thing on there that comes up at the beginning going hey if anything goes wrong here we ain't liable have yeah. fun yeah that's it you're done you're in the yeah, clear yeah, yeah you're in the clear yeah exactly and you just make it so that you know the dev kit and you know you, you point where people can upload whatever code they want in order to adapt the playing experience just put a rating system on it or a comment mm -hmm. system and then guess what the moment that it's you know a, a, a you know one of these mods doesn't work people will know about it let me tell you people don't typically talk about you know the great mods that they play but if a mod breaks 
you can guarantee people will be putting in the comments about and complaining. If not complaining, then trying to figure out what went wrong, which will put yeah. over, what other else people you, off it. We're going to troubleshoot it. We're going to go, yeah. oh, what else have you got installed at the same time? Oh, right. This particular mod doesn't work with that upscaling package you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to make it 4K, it doesn't work with that. Yeah. Or this this mod works, but drops you down to like 15 frames a second, so probably not worth it at the moment. We're working on it. Those kind of things already exist and should come out. And yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one last thing in here because okay. we're nearly at an hour. Um, I'd love to see Mario Maker for Pokemon. Oh yes. Oh my yeah. So I've never played Mario Maker, but I know you ba you just build the levels, don't you? You build whatever levels you want. Like, mm -hmm. could you imagine? A game yeah. where you can you you build the perfect you build the game you know you live in london and you go i'm gonna build the entirety of london i'm gonna build some gyms in there there's gonna be an elite four at the you know where houses of parliament is or whatever you want and you build it and you upload it because like i you used want to it in gen 3 gen 4 yes. gen 5 style yep yep do you like, want you you yeah. lay down patches yeah. of grass you decide what pokemon go in those grasses you build the gyms you decide what teams everybody's gonna have and things like that would it be in depth? Yes. Would people do it? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So oh, they even would. if you don't want people modding your games, release something like that, charge yeah. full price for it. Yes. I play 60 quid to have unlimited Pokemon uh, different games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'd be amazing. And even yeah. in that, you've then suddenly got like, well, we can lock down exactly how much they can tweak it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the best part is, I don't think... I I don't think it'd take that much work for them because it, it's all if if we go down that route and we're saying you know it's the first five generations it's all sprite based mm -hmm. like it's relatively it, there's a reason why you know on the on the uh I think it's really I really started to notice the amount of like pixel games on you know the PS4 about ten years ago and there's a reason why they just why so many game companies go down, especially indie game companies go down that route is because they are, I'd imagine, cheaper to produce and quicker to produce. So surely all those sprites that you've already got from, you know, the first couple of games wouldn't take much work to adapt and tweak. It, you could probably even bring in Pokemon from the later gens as sprites into the game. I mean, I know other, other people have done it for ROMs and ROM hacks, so why not? Give, give people the experience that they want. Yeah. So that's my final thoughts on it. This whole argument is a little bit stupid on yeah. both sides. If you really got angry about this, sort your life out. But at the same time, Game Freak and Nintendo really do need to wake up a little yeah. bit to yeah. the community and what they Agreed. want. Yes, they definitely do. They definitely do. Right, that was oh, that was a that was a journey, wasn't it? Speaking Wait. of journeys, <laughs> are you ready for that uh, that time again where we review three Pokemon Journey episodes? Some of the best three episodes in the series this time. So this we we'll break them down by episode, but this felt like a mini movie to me. Yes, very much so. The, these three episodes just all plus the one before it. Plus the one before it, yes. All very neatly just kind of flow into one another. Oh, yeah, um, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's it basically is. a movie. It, it, it really is. Um, So let's start with episode 43. So Sword and Shield, The Darkest Day. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, so I obviously watched this, but just by the title, 
I was like, I could probably recap this without actually watching it because I'd imagine <laughs> I know, I know what's going down. It's just like, I just know what is going down. And um, it's, this is really weird trying to recap this because as I said, like they all blur into one. So I am going to have to go through my notes, I think is probably the best way to, to do it. Um, but basically it starts with just the understanding of, okay, what what is get what is going on with Eternatus, the 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 Pokemon that are just Dynamaxing everywhere, and Rosie's plan? That's that's yeah. basically what this this episode's all about. And you've got Go and Sonya over on one side trying to unravel that that mystery of the you know the um the legendary hero and the sword and shield and everything. And then over on the other side, you've got Ash working with Leon to take down some of the Dynamax Mons, which. Uh, which which of the two sides did you enjoy more? Uh, obviously, I I say obviously, I preferred Ash's side because it's more active. Yeah. Because realistically, Sonya and Go were just going through the bits that we have seen. Yes. In the game, That's they what, they yeah. do um you know the the big what's it called the the grass markings the geoglyph they call it. Thank you very much. Yes. They do the big geoglyph, and I will yeah. say. Go does some big leaps in logic there. So yeah, like, I yeah. Mm, a spiral. <laughs> well, when I saw Lugia, it came out of a spiral in the clouds. I was like, wait, what? So maybe <laughs> all all legendary Pokemon come out of spiraling clouds, which means it like, should have been uh, a legendary Pokemon that arrived that day. And also, I happen to see a big Pokemon that I have no idea what it is. Yes. I happen to see one coming into Galar, so it's probably that Pokemon. I'm like you're right, but you but, shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. So I, it's only now listening to you talk about it. And I, and part of me was like, oh, okay, goes quite clever. But like, I think that's me coming from the perspective of, okay, I already know this plot from the game, mm-hmm. but you are right. When, when, when you just said all that, yeah, go, go does. It makes logic based on things that the, the viewer already knows from the series. And if, you hadn't played the games, you're probably going, okay, I get point A, point B, point C, but I don't get the connecting threads that connect A to B and B to C. Mm-hmm. And like the alternative, like the, the, the in a previous episode where we saw alternatives when they're flying through the clouds, like I that confused me a little bit because I thought Rose already had this mon captured. So is it just been out and about and it's only recently Rose has caught it? So this is a very confusing thing because yeah. they talk about how like Rose has restored Eternatus and it's like, but it Wait, was out what? flying about. Restored yeah. it how? Galar particles are all around. Did it absorb a bunch of Galar particles? No, it's constantly producing Galar particles, which is why Rose wants it because it constantly produces Galar particles in an unlimited basis and then we can use those for energy therefore it's unlimited energy mm. so how how did you restore it in what way i like it would kind of make sense if it was in the same kind of state as Ashin and zamazenta who yeah. are kind of like ghosts they're yeah. phantoms which yeah. you know a legendary pokemon were originally called phantom pokemon just gonna throw it out there um oh. they, you know they were phantoms they weren't real they were neither here nor there they weren't really a part of this world anymore Mm-hmm. But through one way or another, you can bring them back to be tangible and things like that again. If that was the case, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's. Kind I just of... wish we'd had it explored more. Yes, I, I think that is that is my I think criticism of the, I do 
I love these episodes, but they are not without criticism. And I think it does rely on you kind of knowing a bit about the games and it kind of adds points, but then doesn't elaborate on them. Like that, for example, there's just a whole mystery there about Eternatus. And I was I was hoping for more because in the game, like this fleshes out a little bit more than the game, but not to the point where I wanted it to, to flesh it out. Mm-hmm. So in the game, you literally, the first you really know about Eternatus is when you go downstairs and Rose is like, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. Eternatus is free and he's upstairs right now. And you're like, wait, what? And then, and then oh, Eternatus is the darkest day. Whereas in this, I want more. I want to know, you know, how he found Eternatus. Like, wh- you know, how he caught it the the first time. Because he goes on a, in the later episode, he goes on about he wants Leon to catch it yeah, and tame he, it. He's been training Leon his whole life yeah. so that he could capture Eternatus. Okay, that's like, that's. But you already caught it. You, yes, that's what I don't. That's what I don't understand. I was like, I was just th- thinking, sitting there, going, okay. I, I I get that you would need a really good trainer to get Eternatus. That may it's a legendary Pokemon. That makes sense. I'm on board with this. But for a time, you have had it harnessed away. So why not just do the same thing that you've you've done? And if that's not the case, if you can't do that again, then explain why. It's I don't unless I miss something, it's not explained how it escapes in this episode, right? Um, to be honest, these three episodes all blend in together, so forgive me if I talk about them as one full-length yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Um, it kind of just produces too much energy for them to contain. That's, that's it. They've, okay. they've got it set up in this sphere that is absorbing the Galar particles out of it that it's producing. Yeah. It produces too much. They are seeping out, and that's what's causing all the Dynamaxing across Galar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically it builds up enough to launch Dynamax Cannon and breaks yes. out of this sphere that they're in. Right, okay. So so they weren't able to siphon off enough of the Galar particles okay. that it was producing before it could break out. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Eternatus is it's tied in with Rose, okay. Rose in this feels very different than the Rose we get in the games. Yeah, but uh, Rose is... The th- oh, it upsets me, Rose, because yes. I feel like he could be a good character. I Agreed. feel yes. like there yes. could be something there, Agreed. but just not explored enough. Because, no. You, know, you get this idea that, you know, his dad worked in the coal mines mm. and he died in the coal mines. That's kind right. of expressed within these yes. episodes. Yes. And, you know, he, we, I think, I'm pretty sure he is the head of the coal mining company. That's like his position. That's why yes. he's such a top, top dog in Galar. And, you know, they use coal to create the energy across Galar because it's based on Britain and we had coal mining yes, and all that kind yes. of stuff. And he's going, look, that's not sustainable. We need a sustainable way to create energy for the future. Yes, Perfect. fair enough. I'm on board that's with that. Great. Completely on board that's with that. That's yeah. such a good reason for doing stuff. Yes. But they then go, a thousand years from now, we <laughs> exactly. must we must yes. do Eternatus now, because a thousand years from now, we, we need energy. It's like, that's... Uh, you just so, you just went you, you were there you were so close yeah, they were, and, and what's infuriating is that in the in the games it comes out of it really does just come out of nowhere it, it it's just like oh right okay so he he wants to save the world a thousand years in the future but he's not prepared to wait one more day because leon leon was that focused on the championship if if rose had gone leon this is the situation can we discuss it tomorrow 
Leon would have been on board with that. Leon is the I'm character. I'm pretty sure Leon is on board with it. In the games, yes. they do that scene where you yes, climb up the top, Rose yes. Tower. And at the top, which for some reason isn't animated, it's just painted yeah, screens. Yes. It's a whole different argument. But like he says, yeah, fair. Can it wait another day? Yes. I want to get the championship out of the way. Yeah. And then I'm yours. Yeah. Use me as your puppet. I'm all down for what you got going on. Mm. And then Rose is like, no, I need to go now. Yeah. I'm a villain. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that, no, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing in this. It, it's, it's almost like they tried to paint him as, as a villain without... They just almost revert back to, okay, what are the typical villain cliches that we can kind of add on to, to Rose rather than actually, you know, making him a good character of, well, he's not a villain. His heart's in the right place, but he, you know, he doesn't think things through or he's trying to rush the issue yeah. like i'd have been a, i would have preferred it a lot more if you know rose caught eternatus um or he found it or whatever you want to be and you know he realized oh this is this is what i can eventually achieve through this and then make it where you know he he experiments with the dynamax bands he creates the dynamax bands and the dynamax phenomenon but when people dynamax it almost creates a feedback loop and then it's an issue of his own making He's got to address this, and then the thousand-year thing isn't an issue because it's like because it's a case of okay, my heart was in the right place, and I tried to make baby steps, and unfortunately, it's kind of gotten out of out of control. Now I need help. Will you help me? Rather than it just being a case of twirling mustache, <laughs> I've been raising you, Leon, since you were a child to do this to catch this Pokemon. I, it's like I I don't I don't understand why I just don't get his character. It, it's like they've taken elements of typical villains and elements of a misunderstood, you know, person with the heart in the right place, merged them together. But because of that, they don't mesh very well. Yeah. What they've attempted to do is try to make like the person who's willing to do a bad thing mm. for good intentions, but becomes like tunnel visioned on it. Yes. Is single minded. That's my goal. I will do anything to get it. But ended up with just a one note character. Yeah. Agreed. Like, again, Rose could have been good. Yeah. I don't think they pull it off. I don't think they, they pull it off, um, on, unfortunately, which, which is a shame because at the start of this series, if you, if you told me what I was most looking forward to, it was the final showdown at the end that I knew we were going to get between Zacian, Zamazenta, and Eternatus. Um, Leon's involvement in all that, I was really hoping for Hop as well and just seeing how those two intermingled and then and then um uh, rose i was really looking forward to rose in this i honestly out of all of the the villains from the games he's he, for, for me in terms of where i think he should sit in terms of rankings he should be behind giovanni he should be number two and maybe that's because I am from, you know, Great Britain, where this series is based on. And like you said, that I come from a, a mining town. They they had all the right elements there, and it it didn't work out. It just doesn't work out, unfortunately. It's and it is infuriating to just see where this where where they go with this. Where, well, actually, no, it's infuriating to see where they don't go with this character. Yeah, rather yeah, than where that's they a good do. Way to put it. Um and. I, right, that's that's kind of me done with the first episode. So yeah, as I say, we'll we'll just cover yes. the three of them as so, one episode. So so then yeah, so the next part is from here to Eternatus, and basically it 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 starts with 
go trying to still figure everything out with in terms of Z Zacian, Zacian. I've been saying it wrong. It's not Zacian. It's Zacian apparently, and Zamazon, Zamazenta, and everything starts to come to a head. Um, and we finally get a turn to escaping. And I, and I'm jumping a bit here. What did you think of the quality of the Eternatus animation? Uh, so I've always had an issue with 3D animation in 2D anime. So I, it stands out too much to me. Yes. Not as much as those doors from mm, last week. But, you know, okay, we've come a no, long agree, way since yes, then. Agreed. But okay, you say we've come a long way. I was watching this thinking, I, it almost feels like this is still 10 years ago, this animation. Okay. And, and, Maybe it's because I've seen 3D animation in the likes of um, Family Guy is, is a good one. About 10 years ago, funnily enough, when I was watching it at university. And yes, it is a bit jarring to see it go from 2D to 3D, but at least it felt fluid. This doesn't. When I'm looking at this 3D animation, I'm like, that, for me, it really stands out and stands out and looks out of place. So weirdly enough, right, I don't think it was that bad. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, you're talking about 10 years ago. Let's not forget that Futurama was one of the first yes, shows yeah. to ever implement 3D animation. And like the company that did it was massively praised because people really didn't notice because no, they managed don't. to get that similar kind of art style. It's literally now, in the intro, isn't it? Thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah. anytime the ship is on screen yes. in, in Futurama, that's all 3D. Um, so it's really, really good even back then. Since then, with anime, we've had it come a long way as well. Uh, there's a game developer, I will always forget their name because names, you know me, um, mm. but they did the Guilty Gear, Blue Blaze, Guilty Gear franchise, and they also did like the Dragon Balls, right. Dragon Ball Fighters uh, yes, uh, game, yes, yes. which is like, it's all 3D models, yes. but they've done it in a way that it looks like anime. And it straight up, you, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference. Yes, there's a difference, but it's not jarring. Mm. Mm. Um, and they do lots and lots of different techniques about like, you know, they'll, they design it in such a way that when the model moves, it like spreads out and things like that to look like it had been hand drawn. So, you know, the idea of like squash and stretch, you know, the idea of yeah, like yeah. doing smears and things like that. Yeah. They include that all within the animation so that although it's 3D, it still looks like it was hand drawn. Uh, okay. So there are elements or there are ways to implement that kind of thing. They didn't do any of that, and I think that's why it does stand out. Right. Okay. I, it didn't. It didn't take me out of the episode. No. Okay. I. I was okay with it. Right. I noticed it. I was like, all right, let's just carry on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um. Wh why? Why are Team Rocket in this? What do because they? Add? Team Rocket need to be in this because they're because they need to be in the show because they're a big part of the show. Um, I. I agree. Add? I. I Nothing. agree with that, but. Gigantamax Meowth. That's what they add. Okay. <laughs> yes, but what does that add? Like, watch time? Run time? Is that what that adds? Like, I don't... Like, I need to scroll ahead to, 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 the, to the, the third episode just to be like, okay, does the... I don't remember the Meowth thing paying off. No, it Do, doesn't. He climbs right, the building and then it. gets... And then just they notice that right? like, the Dynamax energy is getting drained. So yes. he does kind of emphasize that bit. Right. That okay. the Dynamax energy okay. is getting drained by Eternatus. And then they immediately, like, think within the first two minutes, they blast they got, off. They got. Because they tried to catch you with a net. Am I remembering that right? They tried to catch the Eternatus <laughs> or something. 
<laughs> am I know. remembering that? I think, right. I think they're kind of aware that Eternatus is a thing somehow. Somehow. And have been sent to get it. So they're working in the coal mines at the same place as Eternatus is being held. But yeah, there aren't coal sure. mines underneath Hammerlock, I don't think. Sure. And that's the other question I had all the way through, like at least the second episode. I'm like, where's Raihan? Why is Raihan yes, just this letting is this go his on city. underneath his gym? Oh, no, he does turn up right at the end, but only because a, a right little very woman's end. in danger. Right? Oh, yeah, he's a creeper, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is an absolute He's like, oh, creep. I would ask you out on a date, but now's not the right time. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, no, it's not. You weirdo. He, what's he going to do? Tip his fedora and wander off? <laughs> I was just like, what? I was like, this is just... Re-. Don't get me wrong, I was glad when he showed up. I was like, okay, right. We're, we're getting it where the people that you would expect to be there are there because this is taking place in, in one of the biggest cities in Galar, right? And it felt mm-hmm. very empty, very empty, unfortunately. And it's not the first... There's been a few episodes. I think there's one where they're on Stowan's side, I think it is, the, the one where B is, is based. Mm-hmm. And there's no people in the town in any of the animations. There is no. nobody. It looks so barren. Um, And it's one of the things that I... They do really well in some episodes. They take a town from a game that has like five people and really flesh it out. And it looks amazing. You've, you've, it makes you realize the scope and size of these towns and cities that they can't do in the game, unfortunately. But then there are times when when it feels like it, it needs it that they don't include it for whatever reason. Um, so... I think Bit in Stowan's side, I think, is supposed to be directly recognizable from the game, yeah. which is why they didn't maybe change it up at all. Uh, okay. How how did you feel about how the statue got unveiled? Oh, it was the it was the it was Raboot falling back into it, wasn't it? <laughs> Dynamax so, Raboot. Because yeah. apparently Go can Dynamax now. A- a- apparently, finds, yeah. <laughs> he finds a wishing star and within about two minutes he's uh she um what's her name? Sonya has managed Sonya. to yeah. Sonya has managed to turn it into a so, Dynamax band. The moment they rocked up and the 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 goon turns up and it's a Pokemon before they even like Dynamaxed, I was like, I know exactly how this this is getting destroyed. I I'm 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 disappointed. I preferred how it was done in in the game. Um mm-hmm. which, but mainly because we get we get um we get bead, I think, is is why I prefer that. Yep. Um, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm watching it going. Sure, I I know they need to reveal that statue. I guess this is a way to do it. I can't think of a better alternative. But at the same time, this was probably the worst way they could have done it uh, because it's just oh look at this coincidence that's just happened and. You know, the world's been saved by coincidence. I hate when that happens in storytelling. Unfortunately, like it can happen every now and again. Luck is a thing. The thing people and things can get lucky, but like this was just okay, right? It's that's the fact how that it... a giant rabbit yeah. falls against a wall, yes, and exactly. just the bit that's been plastered over falls through. He doesn't go straight through nope. it and crush the statue, no. which is what would have really happened there. Yeah, yeah, that it just, just like yeah, I and. I do like the fact that it looks as but the wall looks as bad in this as it does in the game in terms of just the painting over it. It, it whatever, fine, I I guess. Um, but moving ahead a, a little bit because everything culminates in um, in in Hammerlock as as it should. Um, one thing I am gutted we didn't get that 
I get why they didn't include it in the game, but this is the perfect media to do it, is Leon for versus Eternatus. If you want to show how powerful Eternatus is, have the champion go up against him. And we do get a little bit of that with Charizard, but I was hoping for a full battle, like a lot more than what we got, unfortunately. Now, arguably, they do show how powerful Eternatus is because Leon isn't even capable of battling it. True. He tries to yeah, battle it, yeah. and Eternatus uses one Dynamax cannon and blows up the entire building. Like, that's yeah, the one thing I, I will so. say this, yes. these episodes okay. did really well, was make Eternatus feel powerful. Oh, it definitely feels more powerful than the games. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, yeah, I'll take you... I'll tell you a point there. I've even got a note here. Team Rocket blast off and don't accomplish anything. Why include them? Um, yep. so, so one thing that I did enjoy, though, was getting to see Rose battle Ash. Yeah, I, that was good I, fun. I loved that battle because you obviously battle him in the game and it it's great. It, you know, um, he's a bit one-sided with Steel-type Pokemon in the game. It doesn't accomplish... This does a better job of accomplishing that. Actually, back in his day, Leon was a competent... Sorry, not Leon. Rose was a competent trainer. Mm -hmm. And I loved the fact that we got to see, you know, two, you know, uh, Copperage. I love Copperage's design. Absolutely love it. Um, and Ferrothorn's one of them that over time I have learned to enjoy a lot more. Um, and getting to see them battle and see Rose's, you know, tactics and Ash trying to, you know, up against the wall again. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was another one of them where, as I've said in previous episodes, I, I knew Ash was going to win this, but I wasn't 100% sure how he was going to win it. And ultimately, mm -hmm. the reason why he wins it, I think, is because we get an evolution. Mid-battle, I, I need to add, I love mid-battle evolutions, a thing that needs to be in the in the games, in my opinion. Um, and seeing Riolu evolve into a Lucario uh, and just... Just go to town on Rose. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good fun. I I, I love that. I love that. But I I like that to me is one of the standout moments in this entire series is just seeing that and you know Riolu's holding back both of these mons and you're thinking how is how how are we going to win this? What is going to happen? And then it's that no you know the evolution noise they have in the game. Mm -hmm. it, not in the game, sorry. The evolution noise that they have in the anime. And you hear it, yeah, and you're like, oh, here we go. This is it. This is what I've, this is what we've been waiting for. Is when is this Riolo going to evolve? And what took me it took me by surprise is I didn't expect it in this series. I thought it'd be next series. So no, I was, no, I was, no, no. I was end of this, so happy. End of this series. I was so happy. It was absolutely fantastic. And what did you think about that battle? I think it was better than the one that Go had. Yeah, that was. I get. I I get that Ash is the better trainer. But I don't understand Ghost tactics. Think, yeah, let's just keep using, using Ember because that's our move. And I get what they were going for. They're like, we need to explain why Ember is going to become Pyroball. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. That is, makes there sense. There is this whole thing of like, right. So uh, Rabu evolves into Cinderace while yes. fighting Melotic. Yes. They're using Ember over and over and over again. It doesn't work. So they find a different way to use Ember. Okay, that's, you know, he's learning from Ash mm -hmm, on that thing mm -hmm. of like, oh, we've got to think outside the box. Yeah. But he then evolves and he's like, oh, Pokedex, the striker Pokemon, Cinderace. It has been known to use Pyroball. And they're like, okay, use Pyroball. They're like, well, <laughs> hang on. If every Cinderace can do it, the Ember is not your move, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's you kind very... of shot yourself in the foot with that one bit of dialogue. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it was just a really strange... I, I understand that you 
I was going to what I was going to say then is I understand that you need to bring in um is it Eleni? Oleana. Oleana. I get like I'm glad they included it and I'm glad that they they basically nailed her character from the games. I felt that she it she was, straight up got the hots for her boss, right? She she has with the side of crazy. Like I I was completely on board with that, but I don't get what I don't at least with the Ash and Leon battle, like Ash and Rose battle, I was like, I understand why you're pairing these two off against one another. Yeah. Rose, who is specifically somebody who recognizes strong trainers, yes. is going to recognize Ash as a strong yeah. trainer. Yeah. Makes sense. Whereas the battle, the the you know, the third battle that is going on, I'm I'm watching it going, I why are we having this? We why are we pairing because these Rabbit two? Because Rabbit needs to exclude. Yes. Because Rabbit needs to evolve. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, that's great. I love the fact that you know Rabbit finally evolves, but just just this pairing of these two battling one another to me doesn't a hundred percent make make sense outside of like you said, Rabbit evolving. It's just okay, right? Go wins, great. What was the lesson yeah, there? <laughs> Oleana doesn't she's so determined to not let this little brat past her. She must defend Rose at all costs. But I'll only use one Pokemon. One Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's infuriating, isn't it, unfortunately? Um it, it's it's always gonna be one of the issues with the with the anime, though, I think, is that you if you have, you know, the the trainers that use five or six Pokemon in the in the games, if you have that in this, then it's gonna extend the runtime. And I I I get the issue. I get that. But the fact that you've got Chairman Rose only using two and Oleana only using one, it's it's like could at least pad it out a little bit more, maybe. I'd, I'd, because we've seen, you know, go you're competent enough to to use two Pokemon at the same time before. T turn it into another double battle, maybe? I, I don't know. Or, you know, d do something completely off the walls and the Rose battle is a three-on-three. Three. Rose realizes, I've only got three Mons. This is, this is me making my stand... If you want to get past me, you've got to go through my entire team, and I'm not going to play fair. I'm going to throw out all three at once, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. Anyway, we've got Leon down down on the, the down on the roof. He's up on the roof. He's down because he's he's losing. Um, and the, what I do like is the fact that in this he actually tries to use an Ultra Ball rather than a Pokeball. Yeah, so, finally, thank you. Finally, opposed to go using a Pokeball on a Zapdos of all things. Um, and just like the game. It breaks out, okay? And straight away, I'm like, okay, I, I know where this is going. I am excited for this because all of Ashes and Go's attacks are ineffective. And I've, I've spoken about this on the podcast before that, you know, in the game, the music kicks in, the Pokemon lands, it turns into a 4v1 um, raid battle. One of the top highlights of my Pokemon experience ever and I don't know what it is about this, but I was left disappointed. But I don't know if it's because I was expecting such a high and I got something that wasn't didn't quite hit those standards. And I think, for me personally, it might have just been the music because that original track in the game is a banger. Yeah, that's fair. I did think, actually, when I was watching this, because I was getting, yeah, hyped. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's... Odd music choice. Yes. I think that is, I think that is what... It's it's the moment when Zashin and Zamazenta get summoned and they like become big balls of light yeah. and shoot up into the yeah, air. Yeah, that's it. It's just it's a little plinky plonky. It's a little yeah, bit too twinkly. Like, 
okay. a little bit too wow look at the mystical magical it's like no this is the epic moment yes and, and why are we why are we being so frou-frou with this yeah especially considering they've they've shown in previous episodes that they are willing to use the music from the game mm-hmm. so the one time where it's like this is one of the best tracks in in the game why why aren't we using it i yeah. don't understand it I, 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 it's so annoying because these three episodes needed are, to climax hard yes and they just they don't it's not that no. they don't it's just that it's not as good as it could have been that, that's the much, thing much I, in I, the same way there's roads it's yeah. like you're almost there uh, yeah the I, idea was great the mm. execution lacked a little bit i don't want people thinking that i'm being down on this these episodes were good but they should have been great Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's the part that infuriates me, especially when I this section of the the game in Sword and Shield, I I love. Like I know that some people hate, you know, the part where you have to track down the key to get to the top so you can speak to Rose. I love that whole section where you've got um um Marnie and a big brother coming in to support you. It's the culmination of events. You're working with Hop to get there, and then you think, "Oh, you've you've saved it. It's okay. the The situation's de-escalated, and then it all kicks off. Eternus is re- released. The sword and shield start to glow. The Pokemon turn turn up in this epic fanfare of music, and you know it culminates in you being able to catch Eternus ready for the final against Leon and. It's just the the game, in my opinion, did it emotionally, did it better. Okay. So with that in mind, mm-hmm. how did you feel about Ash and Go being the legendary heroes? Okay. I'm I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay with Ash being a hero. I'm not okay with Go being a hero. And the reason why is because all throughout this this series, I think Go should have been Hop, personally. Okay. Uh, because we have because that then helps to tie in with Leon and the brotherly brotherly you know rivalry that they've got going on and then I I get I part of me understands why they didn't do it because it would have been another rival that's trying to take on Leon Leon and Ash's goal uh, sorry I keep bringing Leon up for some reason Ash and Hop's goals would have been very sim- sim- similar but I think you would have gotten more from just the interactions even though they have the same goal ash is way ahead in my opinion yep. hop's just starting out and ash could still be that mentor and helping him to pick things up and then you could have the interactions between leon and and hop and hop would spend the series bigging up his brother you know just saying oh well you know my brother battled this pokemon a long time ago and he did this and then you could show ash you know trying it that way and failing and therefore he tries it his way and he 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 wins or he catches the pokemon or whatever i really do think i understand why they bought go in and i'm glad they bought in a secondary character with different goals than ash but in my opinion hop should have been in it you are you are missing so many characters like glory is the female protagonist in sword and shield whatever i don't mind dropping her because you know she she's a character that the the player lives through she doesn't have interactions mm-hmm. she doesn't talk she doesn't have a personality fine i'm okay with dropping them but to lose hop to lose bead to lose marnie they it's frustrating and i i i one of the great things about this series is that they haven't just done the typical you know story progression that you get in the games 
which is fine. I agree that that's the right, right direction to go, but I don't agree with dropping so many characters that were fantastic in that game. The thing is, as well, Hop, Hop's uh, game storyline perfectly fits into this series. Yeah. He becomes Ash's rival, somebody mm -hmm. who is striving for the same goal, Yep. of I want to beat Leon, I've got something to prove, he's my big brother. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And, and oh. Ash becomes and Ash becomes basically what the player character is. That guy who just stands in his way. Well, yeah. But, but Ash has had many rivals over the years who have just been ahead of him. Mm. And it would have been nice to see the other side of that. Yeah. To have him have yeah. a rival who's a little bit behind him, who can still put up a fight, but is not going to win. Yeah. And we kind of know that, but it's not necessarily about how Ash beats him. It's how Ash deals with the fact that he keeps beating this guy who keeps throwing yeah. himself at him yeah. over and over and over again. And just, again, how he takes on that mentor role of like, mm -hmm. no, you shouldn't give up. You know, I, I would love to see, you know, that part where Bede beats uh, Hawk. Oh, he that's, completely breaks yes, down. I'm so glad you're bringing I would that love to. I would love to see Ash be Bede in that instance. Ash yeah. beat Hop, completely yeah. humiliate him, and Hop to break down, yeah. run away. And then you've got an entire episode where Ash goes out to track down Leon's brother to mm. tell him, no, you're not allowed to give up. Yeah. And then you even do flashbacks because Journeys is all about like bringing mm -hmm. back the old series mm -hmm. of like, here's all the rivals I've had over the years. Gary, Paul, you know, people like that, where it's like, I have had these troubles. I have had the same thing you're going through. Yeah. This is how you manage it. Yeah. It's it's a missed opportunity. Agreed. So yes, yeah. I, I I like Go. I like what they tried to do of giving him like a different end goal. But yeah. I think you could have had Hop in there as a rival that pops in and out of the series. Yeah, agreed. I it's it's infuriating because this series so far it's had some epic moments and it's had so i love the fact that they like i've said they've just gone in a completely different direction in this series but it feels like you know you've got the game you've got the game there lift the best bits of it and 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 then develop them even further take the best bits and make make them amazing and perfect and it just feels like they 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 haven't done that unfortunately which is a, a it's just a a real shame because this is the part I was I was really looking forward to, and I'm 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 not as I wanted to I wanted like to come into this episode when we eventually got thinking back like when we got here to be like I just want to talk about these three episodes as as the as you know the main yeah. podcast, and I watched it uh, like yeah, this is good, but it's it's not what I wanted it to be. That's fair. It, it was good, but it wasn't mm. overwhelming like you Yes. Hoped. Yeah, exactly. Which which is a shame. I'm just hoping I know there's another two series after this. I'm I'm very curious where it goes and what's happened. I know we've got three more episodes left um of this one, but then the the next two I'm really curious as to just where they go because you've kind of covered the the like if we if we're basing it on the game You've covered ninety percent of the game by this point, and I know they might yeah, do things. Out, yeah, so I know they might do things out of order, and we've got to build up to Leon. And there's going to be the other champions and really good trainers in the Ultra Class or whatever the class above that is. Um, I know we're going to build up to that, but it feels like this is your shot, and you've blown it a little bit early. 
Would you have liked it though if they'd left this storyline until later and it was wasn't until like Ash and Leon were facing off in the finals that suddenly the darkest day broke out like it was in the game? So I would be okay I... with that if they built up to it more. So there was more rose, there was more backstory, there was there was more foreshadowing. There was none of that, really. No, there wasn't. That, and that is a that's one of the detriments to the style they've gone with with this series, where yeah. they haven't just stuck around in Galar. We haven't got mm-hmm. to meet these people lots of times. You know, we've met Sonya once, we've met Leon once yeah. or twice, and we don't even meet Rose until this episode, really, or mm-hmm. these episodes. So yeah, it was it was a big miss on that part, and that was a detriment to the way they've done it this way. I I think if they'd left it till later, it would have felt really weirdly paced. Mm, I thought it was yeah. really weirdly paced in the game that it's like, oh, it I'm is, on my champion yeah. flight. Oh, wait, I've got to stop everything and go do this bit of story mission before I can come back and do the fight that I actually wanted to take part in. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I don't think these episodes were that bad. I kind of enjoyed them. I got. Yeah, yeah, no, I still enjoyed them. I, w- I will say that I did enjoy them. Nice. Good. <sighs> just, just not as good as the game. Speaking of which, Connie, you up for playing a game? Let's play a game. Perfect. Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, uh, in front of me, I have three Pokemon, three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, can you spot the fake entry? So the first Pokemon is Ferrothorn. Pokedex Ferrothorn. Because Fer- he says it so weird. Yeah, he does, doesn't you know he? It's... Yeah, he does. Ferrothorn. It... Yeah. I'm glad that wasn't just me. I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. So I need to go Ferrothorn. 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 <laughs> Ferrothorn. <laughs> It fights anyway. <laughs> It fights by swinging around its three spiky feelers. A hit from these steel spikes can reduce a boulder to rubble. Second Pokedex entry. This Pokemon scrapes its spikes across rocks and then uses the tips of its feelers to absorb the nutrients it finds within the stone. Final Pokedex entry. Despite its size, Ferrothorn moves at a fast pace by using its spiky tendrils to drag its body along and quickly close the distance on its prey. Mmm, okay um for once i'm actually stuck between all three that doesn't oh really that's happen. good yeah usually, usually i can sit here and go uh it's either the first one or the third one uh, i'm gonna go with the first one and then you'll tell me it's the third one um i'm going to go with the second one incorrect it was the third one i am afraid um yeah i did think as well yeah <laughs> again i don't know why i doubt myself i'm like eh, probably that one but no okay second one is Garboda. I have said that right. Yeah. Garboda. Uh, Garboda, yeah. Garboda. I used to call it Garbador, but yeah, no, it's Garboda. Yeah, same, same. Uh, they absorb garbage and make it part of their bodies. They shoot a poisonous liquid from their right hand fingertips. The second Pokedex entry. This Pokemon's hands are not hands at all. They are a mixture of garbage and, pro- and pollution. Garbador's body feels no pain except for its eyes or mouth. The final Pokedex entry. It clenches opponents with its left arm and finishes them off with a foul smelling poison gas belch from its mouth hmm. the first one i knew it was the second one i'm afraid of course it was yeah. I, like <laughs> it is always the time i'm like huh i think it's that one yeah so let's go yeah. with a different one that it also might be oh it's not it's the one i thought it was so that anyway. was that was the hardest one to come up with because i was like okay i've got a pokedex entry for the right hand a pokedex entry for the left hand how can i make one that is about like the hands are alike, basically. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad I managed to pull that one off. So the third and final one is Copperage. I love that. I love saying that name. 
They come from another region long ago and work together with humans. Their green skin is resistant to water. Second, nice. po second Pokedex entry. So much power is packed within its trunk that if it were to unleash that power, the resulting blast could level mountains and change the landscape. And the third and final Pokedex entry. Copperaja were used for the construction of Galar's many mines. The discoloration of its underbelly is a result of the copper-rich environment that this Pokemon thrives in. Uh, uh, I think it's the third one. I'm not going to second guess myself. The other option was the second one. Okay. But I think it's the third one. You're right. What gave it away? Okay. Um, I don't think it was used in the mines. I don't think that was a thing. Um, so, I, it, if it was, it's not in the Pokedex entry. So yeah, you're right. I, uh, was there was there a Pokedex entry about Raichus being able to take them down? No, I don't recall seeing that. So for some reason, I've got it in my head. This is probably something I'd have written if it was me. Because um, you remember there's a Pokedex entry that says Raichu can take down like Indian elephants. Yes, yes. I think that's been changed now to say they can take down Copperaja. Oh, okay. Which would be quite nice then if eventually we get an Indian-based region. And I so hope we're gonna get one. Yes, I, I, I have a hint, I have a feeling it might be next gen. We we're going to get it at some point, right? We're we're basically moving around different. Re like, if your country hasn't been in a Pokemon game yet, it's time will come. It might be for it might not be for a while, but we'll get there. Yeah, surely, yeah, absolutely, fantastic. So one out of three, which means I have to quiz you again next week I, i'm a, i'm going about the last one because the construction for the galar many many galar's many mines i added a, a very last moment because i didn't think there was enough text there and now i'm gutted mm. gutted right shall we move on to letters and comments it's in legends arceus what it can discharge oh. uh, the right here it can discharge bursts of electricity exceeding 10 100 000 volts a single strike with that amount of power would incapacitate one of Kaparaja of my homeland. Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. There, there we go. There we go. There we go. Right. Um, I've got one question from YouTube this week. If Eevee and Pikachu are both starters, who do you think is the third Pokemon that goes with them? And that's from Poker Type League. So I'm assuming he means let's go. Uh -huh. so we've got Eevee, Pikachu. So if there was a third game, what Pokemon would it be? So I actually watched a video on this very recently. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I would love to give credit. Um, so give me your answer, and then I will give you mine once I can give credit to somebody. Okay, right. I think I think this is quite difficult because I think you have to rule out this. I think you need something that... Oh, see, the, the, the answer I was going to... I'm struggling with this, okay? I've got my answer, but I'm, I'm, the reason I'm struggling is I'm trying to think if there is a better answer because the answer i've got feels like a bit of a a cop out i feel like you need a pokemon that fits in with that cute you might not want to evolve them kind kind of pokemon if i was to pick one it'd probably be mew because i've just got a feeling it fits the it fits the cute element yes yeah you can't evolve it but if you could evolve it would you want to maybe not because it's quite cute and like the pikachu and eevees in those games that are broken and can learn all manner of different typings fits in quite nicely with mew being able to learn any tm you wouldn't want to give it every tm because you can you can give it its custom moves that are only available in that game i mean i mean if i had a picture of all 151 pokemon in that i might change my answer but mew's the one that's coming to my head what about you connor so I, I watched this recently on Smith Plays Pokemon, but this is also kind of a theory that I've had myself, um, but I did watch that recently. I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, it would be Clefairy. 
The reason oh, it would okay. be Clefairy is because way back when Ooh. Clefairy was considered to be a mascot for the games, they yeah. very much thought that was going to be the mascot for the series. Uh, the original Pokemon manga used Clefairy as the main character. It also evolves by stone, much in the same way as oh. Eevee and Pikachu. Uh, it evolves once, much in the same way as Eevee and Pikachu. It's cute, like Eevee and Pikachu. And uh, there is, in Let's Go Pikachu, there is a house that has three Poké Dolls on the side, one of Pikachu, one of Eevee, and one of Clefairy. So... I gave a good answer. You gave the correct answer. <laughs> you, you literally gave the correct. Like, there's, there's your answer. Like, there's, I don't think there's an argument for that. To be quite honest with you, you've kind of taken, I think, something that I had the bare elements for that I, I literally saw this, this question. I don't know about two hours ago before we started recording. So I haven't really had a chance to think about. It. And you, you have just taken that and just, oh, that is a, that's an amazing answer. You also you also see red, blue, and green in that in that game. Yes. Red has a Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, blue has an Eevee. Uh, green has a Clefairy. Wow. Okay. Well, there there we go. Thanks <laughs> thanks for the question, Poker Type League. That that is a fantastic question, and that's actually my favorite <laughs> question that we've had so far, simply because the answer, Connor, was absolutely just spot on. That was brilliant. Um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. So what have you got coming up content-wise? So I have just released a video um, this week as of, uh, as of the day this goes out uh, called The Secrets Behind the Herba Mystica, mm. which, as you know, is what we're hunting for on the Path of Legends and Scarlet and Violet. And it goes into the real-life influence of herbs and spices and why they're relevant to spain and portugal it oh, was wow. a fascinating research hole to fall into and i think i summarized all of that information pretty well and brought it back around to like this is what it means for the game it's oh, a good video wow, i enjoyed wow, it a lot and lewis went above and beyond with the editing on it oh lewis so that, that we should have him on the podcast at some point uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't watched it yet but i am going to i'm working from home tomorrow well yeah tomorrow and friday um so i will watch it then in terms of what i've got coming up um just the usual stuff however just a little bit of a plug and i know this is kind of going against what we spoke about earlier on but uh i'm playing radical red on twitch and you should come in there <laughs> you should follow me on twitch and watch me and watch me suffer like seriously one of the one of the funniest most challenging experiences i've ever played in pokemon i love it and I will only love it for so long and then I'll begin to hate it. Uh, a few months will pass and then the cycle will repeat. So get in while you can. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. Perfect. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya.